some developments that have been happening uh, uh, in St. Mark's. So, more and more these days is that children are entering school from reception or, or prep. Uh, sorry, I call it reception from, from the South. Yeah, I oh, know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. South Aussie. Um, <coughs> so prep, excuse me, prep. Remember where I am. Uh, and, uh, and they enter school and some kids get to school having never been read to. Never been read to. Uh, and for those of us who are familiar with reading and literacy, being read to is so important for the development of literacy skills. Um, so if kids are coming into school at a, a sort of a, a below average level of reading, for example, they're already behind in terms of the curriculum. Now, the curriculum moves at a fairly rapid pace each year. And uh, how is that kid or child, how are they going to catch up to meet the standard that they need to meet? They need extra help. They need extra attention. Where are they going to get that from? Are they going to get it from their parents who up to that point probably haven't been giving them the extra attention that they needed already? Maybe, maybe, but unlikely. Are they going to get it from their teacher who has up to 20, 25, maybe more kids who, and with possibly a few other children in that area too, in that same level, are they going to get it from their teacher? Well, maybe, but not always. The, the, the need to, for one-on-one attention for these kinds of children, not just five-year-olds, but all throughout primary school, is so, so important. Because if you don't hit the mark by the end of the year, guess what? You're, the, the mark moves up and you're now that much more behind. And if you only approve a little bit, then the mark steps up the same amount and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And you never quite, you never quite make what you need to make in terms of the skill of, uh, of reading and literacy. So there's an opportunity, a wide open door, wide open door with a, with a red carpet and a welcome mat on there as well saying, would you please come? Would you please come and give half hour hour of your time, if you have it through the week, if you're, if you're free through the day, to give to one child each week for an hour. You know, when I heard, when I heard Carolyn tell me about this, and I thought about that Kids Hope Oz mentoring program, and, and this isn't that, but some of the same stuff is there, that opportunity for mentoring. Because even, even, uh, uh, even I was told that when you're in that time with that child, you don't just read with them, you have conversation with them, you know. And for a lot of kids, and, you, and some of you know this very well, they just want the opportunity just to talk and just to share how they're feeling or how they're going in life because nine times out of ten, they don't really have anyone. They don't have anyone to talk to. They don't have anyone who, will, who, will, who, know, who they will say, who is safe, a safe person for them, uh, and whom they know is there for them and gives love to them in that way. You know, I think, I think that's a wonderful way for us to just be the presence of Christ for a child. So if you're interested in that, there is a, I think it's the green one there that's, um, that's next to Peter Brown uh, on the table there. It says reading across the top. If you're interested to do that, please put your name down. Please, what time, please what, uh, put what day and time of that day or days um, 
you're available, that you'd like to give to that because we would like to see this up and running by next term. Uh, that's, a, that's a personal goal. I'd love to see this start happening um, as soon as possible. So if that's you, please do that. Another possibility for us, and I received a, a really exciting email through the week um, informing us that there's a particular group who is willing to partner with us in a breakfast club, supplying volunteers as well as people to help source um, food for us as well. Uh, so we've got volunteers and supply of food um, already there for us, and there's an openness to that at Malkovat State School. And if we can get that on a weekly basis, that is just wonderful. But I would love, and I think it is appropriate for us as a church to get behind that personally. So I'm looking also for people who would be willing to give up maybe one morning a week, if you're able, uh, from about, I think the times I put down there, again, there's another sign up there um, for, uh, thank you, thank you, thanks PP, um, uh, to, again, put your name, which day you can do it, from about, I put 7.30 to 9, just to be safe, it could be less time than that, maybe quarter to 8 or 8 o'clock, um, till school starts. It's a very easy task. Uh, you put cereal in a bowl, you put milk in it, uh, depending on what kind of milk the, the child needs, and then you give it to them. And you make conversation. Um, or, you, or you put bread on a toast or something. And you put, you know, it's, it's very simple, uh, but it is so important. Because again, some kids are coming to school not having had breakfast uh, before they've come. And, uh, you know, if you're anything like me, and not having had breakfast, then you're irritable and uh, you can easily get frustrated and your concentration's low and uh, you're just a bit of a terror to be around. Um, so, you know, how much more than for a child, you know, who's not an adult and who doesn't know better as such, uh, you know, how much more for a child? So if that's something that you can see yourself getting involved with that you're able to put maybe one morning a week to, um, then please put your name down. Um, these are, these are, again, open doors for us. Um, again, the welcome mat is out. We don't have to try. <laughs> we don't have to try in this instance. It's there for us. It's just a matter of whether we're able to do it or not. Okay? So, so if you are able, and even if you are able, say, for the breakfast club, doesn't necessarily mean that it'll go ahead. We need proper support and appropriate support for this, sustainable support. So, but please register your interest. Put your name and your availabilities there. And also there's a blue card um, question there as well um, about uh, whether you've got a current blue card or not. And we can organise that for you uh, um, if you don't have one. So, so please do that. So that's, the fir- that's just the first thing. I've got other things here to tell you which are really exciting too. Back in June, we had a, uh, took up a second offering and we had a fundraiser for the Grass Tree Conference. Uh, the Grass Tree Conference, which is a conference for uh, young Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders um, to go to in order to get leadership training. Because what our country needs is young Indigenous people leading. Leading, given the skills, given the opportunity to lead. Lead not only um, for their people, but for us, us as a nation. And so we want to invest in the lives of young people, particularly Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander young people, just like we do for other young people you know, in a youth and children um, ministry. So this is all about, you know, this is all about enabling 
enabling young people. So we took up a second offering. I had a fundraiser. Those two things combined raised $600 for that, uh, for that particular conference. So we were able to gift $600 to that conference. What, what is it going to pay for? That's not only going to pay for maybe someone's registration or a couple of people's registration. It's also going to go towards the cost of flights, air flights. Um, you know, well, you know what air flights, anyway. Flights, flights are only in the air, aren't they? But anyway, you know what I mean. I'm just trying to emphasize the point really, really badly. Um, but, uh, but flights, because where are they coming from? A lot of them are coming from... Um, Northern Queensland, out in the outback, Northern Territory, um, Aracoon and Catherine and, uh, and the Kimberleys, etc. Places that are remote. And flights are really expensive um, coming out from those areas. So they need a lot of help, a lot of support, financial support, um, in order to enable this, to facilitate it. So thank you, thank you, St. Mark's, for uh, your gift to that and, and for hosting Uh, a really successful fundraiser that I know uh, a few of us were able to get to, but there'll be other opportunities to do this kind of thing, um, to get behind Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, to help give them uh, a hand up. And uh, so so that's really exciting. So I'm really proud of us in that way. Also, um, we we had our our second pastoral partners gathering yesterday, and uh, we had uh, a, a group of people can be part of that. We're really looking forward to beginning that program in full uh, at the beginning of next year. So to get through the training by the end of this year, hopefully, and uh, to get that in full um, for for next year, or at least at least uh, on the way. So um, so I'm really excited about that, and uh, it's great to see that we're making um, some movement in that area. The last thing I want to let you know too is that, as you'll be aware, um, our garage sale is coming up in a fortnight. And you, the congregation, have led in this regard about which particular, uh, which particular ministry, organisation, charity um, you would like this to be given to. And, uh, and you led on that, and the church council is backing you um, and endorsing that, uh, affirming that choice of giving 50% of the proceeds to people who are seeking asylum. And there's a particular ministry of our Uniting Church um, called Refugee Claimant Support Service that helps people who are living in community uh, in Australia and who are, uh, who are still waiting even for Red Cross assistance, uh, which is the, the, the assistance before the government assistance. So uh, people who, ha- who haven't even got that yet, who don't have any money, don't have any, any, any assistance or accommodation, nothing. Uh, Refugee Claimant Support Service helps those people. So, uh, so that's really exciting. The news about that that you need to be updated on is that we've got Sue Hutchinson, who's a research officer for the Synod, and a person, a woman named Robin, who's a representative of that ministry, a refugee claimant support service, coming here to our morning morning and evening services on September the 8th. September the 8th, so in two weeks' time, the Sunday before the garage sale. So they're going to be here and they're going to inform us about this ministry and also offer their time after each service for a Q&A, a bit of informal Q&A for conversation. So, uh, so I'm really excited about that and, uh, and I'm also super proud of our church as well, of you guys, um, for leading the way and, and listening to the Spirit in that regard. So, uh, so I'm, I'm stoked. <clears throat> God is active amongst us. God is active. God is moulding and shaping us. God is propelling and moving us. And you know what? You can take some credit for that too because you're listening. We're listening. We're being attentive to God's spirit. 
and we're being and being attentive to God's spirit, we're taking steps. We're taking steps, and uh, we're putting our fears aside, and we're noting the risks, but we're heading towards them. Why? Because God is speaking to us. God is listening, and and God is leading us, and we're paying attention to God. We're being cooperative with God. We're being cooperative clay, you might say. Because this dynamic between potter and clay, as I said, is not one way. It's not just about clay receiving the actions of the potter uh, and in some sort of a passive sense. But just as we saw in that clip from Mr. McGorium's Wonder Emporium, the building, the, the store itself, has a kind of life of its own and responds to the things that are going on around it and that is happening um, to it by the activity of Mr. Magorium, it's, its owner, and the ownership is, is passing hands. There's a relationship there. It's a dynamic relationship. In the reading uh, this evening from Jeremiah, this is illustrated by verses 7 and 8 in chapter 18. I'll, uh, I'll read them out again. God says this through the prophet. At another moment I may declare concerning a nation or a kingdom that I will pluck up or break down and destroy it. But if that nation concerning which I've spoken turns from its evil, I will change my mind about the disaster I intended to bring on it. I will change my mind about the disaster. And at another moment I may declare concerning a nation or a kingdom that I will build and plant it. But if it does evil in my sight, not listening to my voice, then I will change my mind about the good that I had intended to do to it. If it does evil in my sight, not listening to my voice, then I will change my mind about the good I'd intended to not do it. In each of these, uh, in each of these scenarios, we see exactly the same pattern. It may be that I will do evil or do good, but if this nation or this kingdom turns or does evil or doesn't listen, then in both instances, I will change my mind. I will change my mind. The relationship between potter and clay, between God and God's people, is dynamic. It's not one way. You and I, we are receptive to God. And we need to be receptive to God. In fact, I've just, I've just noticed, have we, have, we got to, have we been given those out yet? We haven't. Let's give them out. So, let's give them out. So we've got, um, we might need some help actually. Russ, could I get you to give, uh, give Leanne a hand here? Folks, what we're going to do is um, we're giving out to you uh, a piece of clay. I think they're empty. Yeah, it's only, they're, they're only in there. And let's not fight over size, people. You know, we can be adults about this. You know, none of this yours is bigger than mine business. Um, except for the children, of course. Give them the bigger bits. 
We don't want any fights on our hands. So, so this piece of clay, this is yours. It's yours to do what you will, what you like. If you would like to play with it, play with it. If you would like to put it aside, put it aside. If you would, you would like to make whatever you like out of it, go for it. It is entirely yours. There's going to be an opportunity in the service uh, tonight to if you would like, to use it as part of your offering. So if you would like to use it as part of your offering, um, then at, uh, after, after we finish here, I invite you to, uh, to bring whatever it is that you make and put it down over here on the cardboard um, to my right. If you would like to take it home and not use it in that period uh, or, or during that time, uh, you can take it home. Uh, it's completely up to you. If you want to give it away to someone else, you can do that. The point is, this clay is yours. As you're playing with your clay, as you're touching it, as you're moulding it, running it through your hands and your fingers, be conscious of of how you're using that clay. Be conscious of the intention that you have for that clay. Maybe you've got an idea in mind about what that clay could be like. Maybe maybe you're just playing with it and seeing what will emerge from, from your play. You're pushing it, you're squeezing it, you're rolling it, you're touching it. You're taking away, you're pulling, you're adding. In this time, in this time, not only be conscious of what you're doing to the clay, but be conscious of the clay itself and how the clay is receiving your actions. Be conscious and put yourself in the place of the clay, being pulled, being squeezed, being rolled, being pushed, being formed, perhaps starting again, And as you're doing this, think about yourself. Not with the clay, but in the hands of God. And reflect for yourself. Who do you most behave like with God? Do you behave like how you are now with the clay? Exerting your will? Having an idea in mind? And trying to bring out that idea, form that idea with the clay that you have? Or is it your desire 
to completely be like the clay in your own hands, in the hands of God, to be one who receives the actions of God upon yourself, to work with God rather than working against God, to cooperate with the will of God and with the mind and action of God rather than resisting the will of God. To see yourself as something that is being used in the purposes and in the mission of God for the sake of Jesus Christ and the gospel of Christ in the world. We are being formed and shaped ourselves all the time. And it is our choice about how we receive that action within and upon our lives. We have a choice about whether we will receive that gladly with thanksgiving in cooperation with God or whether we will resist, whether we will say no to God and to God's Spirit. And as I was saying before, we're being moulded as a community of faith, as a, as a church, a congregation, and I see, I see God moulding and shaping us. I see God moulding us into the image of Christ and, uh, and leading us uh, to much more stronger engagement in our community. And I'm thankful for that because what that tells me is that we're listening. We're listening to God. We're allowing God to shape us, to mould us as he wills. And so I want to encourage you as you continue to play, as you continue to work, as you continue to mould the play that you've got, be moulded and shaped by God. Give yourselves completely over to the hands of the potter. As individuals, as homes and families, as a church, let's together be clay in the hands of of God the Potter. I'm, I'm happy to let's keep let's keep playing and uh, and when you're <coughs> when you're finished, if you finish soon, then as you as you would like, then. Come up over here and, um, and bring your, your piece of clay and what you've made, what you've imagined, what you've created, and place it over here on the cardboard. And let it be an act of prayer if that's what you would like. Maybe you would like to sit with your piece of clay before you come up, if that's what you would like to do. Maybe you'd like to sit with it and just pray. And just pray to God, just for yourself. And use that bit of clay as a, as a way into prayer. But for the next couple of minutes, let's just continue and then 
if you're finished and you'd like to um, offer your clay on the table, make your way up in your own time.